Um, it is so nice outside. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think it is officially spring. Spring has sprung. I was getting ready to say that. Mm, I stole it. Okay. Well, spring has sprung. It is a, a, a breezy 50-something degrees today, and everybody is out in their booty shorts and celebrating Easter. That's it's, right. It's Easter. It's glorious. Happy Easter, Pat. Happy Easter. Actually, f- funny story. I, I woke up this morning. And in my groggy, you know, stupor that I get up in, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of fumbling around and I'm telling myself I need to I need to wake up. I need to wake up. And I'm saying to myself, you know, in my head or repeating all the things that, you know, I've heard my parents or friends say to me, things like, oh, he's you know, he's finally up. Oh, he's risen from the dead and stuff like, <laughs> stuff like that. I completely forgotten it was Easter. And I go over to stumble over to my phone. I turn it on. It opens to Twitter. The first thing it says is he is risen. And you're like, are they talking about me? Seriously. <laughs> instant wave of paranoia. I was thinking, Talk about Twitter... superiority complex. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, they were just talking about Jesus. We're, we're good friends. So I can see where they... Oh, well, I'm glad that you kept that to yourself instead of telling anyone and making yourself look... But, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Wait a second. <laughs> I was just... I didn't... I had forgotten it was Easter at that point. I had... I'd been awake 30 seconds. No, I know. I just think it's really funny that, like, your mind instantly was like, whoa, that's about me. I thought it was funny. Yeah, well... Turns out it was about Jesus. <laughs> Do you want to intro our show? Sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you put me on the spot, it becomes so unnatural. And I so really contrived. wish that people could have seen your face in that moment because you said, yeah, sure. And then your mind looked like it went completely because, blank. Because we don't, have a, we don't have a serious intro. It's just, I say my name, you say your name, and then we say last name. Which basis. is why I can't understand why your face just went blank, because we do it every single time, I, and all you're saying is your name. Because it feels so, it's just when you say, okay, go, and then I go to do it, it's just, I'm Patrick. I'm Francesca. Last name basis. No, no, no. You have to say in this is last name basis. Really? You're well, really you know getting what? No, Okay, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm Patrick. I'm Francesca. And this is just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm, I'm... What happened that time? I don't know. <laughs> My tongue just caught. I'm, I am Patrick. I'm Francesca. And this is last name basis. You don't want to say, you don't want to say this uh, last name basis with like our little... Dun, 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 dun. You don't want to say it that way? What? You know how <laughs> now you're, you're complicating things just to throw me off. I'm just saying, like, you know, someone, um, Opera Mystic on Twitter, mm-hmm. loved that I did it as a little tag on the way out, you know, as a throwback to one of our original theme songs. You want me to sing it now? Well, I just thought, well, you know what? I think you did a great job. Even you it took you, took you, you a little sincere. time. Took you time to get there, but you did it, and I'm really proud of you. Oh, okay. All right, well, why don't we turn these tables, and you can give us our theme song mm. and your your genre today. Oh, you said that you were going to make this really hard, too. Yes, I want something in the vein of, let's do... Oh, God, I'm, like, really nervous now. Let's do something in the vein of Lady Smith Black Mombazo. What? I think you got this. Nimumamusinimamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamam
<laughs> you know what this is, right? This is, I do. Just like this circle. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what? I appreciate the attempt. That was fantastic. <laughs> Even though you didn't get the name of our podcast in there, we still I give said, you I said. partial credit. <laughs> It's a last name basis. <laughs> <laughs> you go right to the classics. Actually, we did. We got um we got a and, and thank you to everyone who was listening who uh, heard my pleas for additional reviews on iTunes. Ooh. Thank you so much. But we got something like seven extra reviews, which is yeah. fantastic. We read one this morning that was so sweet and it said that it was like our podcast was like being at dinner with us but mm-hmm. we have several that that say things to that effect things like uh you know it's like hanging out with old friends and stuff and then it's very very nice uh and uh extremely are you taking pictures i'm i'm vlogging i'm trying to be like a good youtuber wow you're you really have, multitasking you didn't have to say anything oh about i'm sorry it. <laughs> I just wanted to show like behind the, the scenes what it's like in the studio with us. What are, what were some of the, did you bring examples of reviews or you just wanted to say thank you to everyone? For oh, I did want to reviewing? say thank you. Uh, and, and we got all good reviews pretty much. And then, and then we got a, one good review mm-hmm. and, and the, the theme song uh, reminded me of it because uh-huh, honey. Gave us four stars. Uh oh. I know, and it's been it's been killing me. Four stars is a good review. Yeah, four stars is great. And she had she had wonderful things to say. I'm assuming it's a, a she because it's uh huh honey. I don't know if that's true. Uh huh honey. Um, but it was very nice. But that but that one star is killing me. So I I was really. What do you think that? Why do you think she gave us four and not five? Well, because the last thing she says she says, oh, this is great. Uh, keep up the good work. But give us a theme song already. Oh, so now damn. I'm 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 determined to get that one star back to to make up for what we were missing in the first place. What are you gonna do to make up for that one star? I'm going to go on Fiverr and I'm going to pay somebody to write us a jingle. Okay, for if, five bucks. If you have not heard of Fiverr, we probably spent an hour on this website last week. I don't know. Oh. I was looking up in, uh, information on podcast. I was like, well, we already have a podcast. Maybe I should look up how to do this the right way. <laughs> <laughs> how to make a podcast. Yeah. Well, and someone said one of the things that you can do is if you need a theme song or you need like an intro, you can go on Fiverr and you can pay someone. It's a website where you can pay $5 and people will do a variety of tasks for you. And they have people that will make theme songs for podcasts or they'll do like voiceover intros and stuff it was really fascinating we listened to so many different ones um so yeah you're gonna buy one on Viber. i think so yeah because i feel like if we if we put in some resources into really making a professionally crafted theme song i will get uh-huh honey's final star okay well um uh-huh honey <laughs> isn't that from a song there's a song that has that in it i can't remember what it is you got me um Oh, I think it's a Kanye West song. It is a Kanye West song. I can't remember. It's the, that stupid Bound Tooth song. Well, I don't think I know that one. Oh, the video where him and Kim Kardashian look like they're in like a Windows, <laughs> in like a Windows screensaver. It's really terrible. <laughs> really? That sounds... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It sounds very artful. Um, but one thing that Kanye West is working on that lots of people have been talking about is this new title thing with mm-hmm. Jay-Z. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So a lot of people have a lot of feelings about this. I personally, I'm not like yay title or nay title, but if you haven't heard about it, Jay-Z bought this 
premium streaming service for $56 million. <laughs> like, are you so pissed? Like $56 million. I can't, I can't count that. I high. hate you. Um, and so they had this huge press conference and all these celebrities are involved, like Jay-Z, Beyonce, Madonna, Alicia Keys, J. Cole, Kanye, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, Coldplay, Arcade Fire, Jack White, Calvin Harris, Usher, Daft Punk, basically just a ton of celebrities. Mm-hmm. And it's a streaming service. It's $20 a month for premium or they have a $10 option. And basically they're going to be doing exclusive music releases on here. Um, and I guess they're trying to compete with Spotify. But the whole thing is, is that it's, you know, musician funded and owned. And so they are going to be getting more money, I guess. <laughs> yes. I guess Wait, that's what musicians or the owners, meaning Jay-Z, Beyonce and company? Um, yeah. So all of the, these musicians apparently all have like a small sliver of the pie and mm-hmm. they are going well, they're, to they're, be getting... They're shareholders. Yeah. The list that you just right. gave us. But that doesn't mean that, 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 say, the burgeoning artist that puts their music on Spotify or in this case, Tidal, right. will actually receive a larger portion of the cut because that's the that's the criticism for Spotify right. is that it's it's caused <clears throat> the the opportunity to make money off of your work to to subside. Well, here's the thing that I've heard about this is that it's I mean uh, I know a lot of people don't like Spotify for this reason. Radiohead pulled their whole catalog off Spotify. So did Taylor Swift. Um, but apparently that's something that you negotiate with your with your label as to how much money you're getting for streams. It's not solely Spotify's fault. But these artists felt that they wanted to make sure that they were getting more money uh, from where their music was being heard. And that's why they have title. And a lot of people were pissed about it for that reason. They were saying, like, this is bullshit. The rich get richer. Um, well, per- yeah, those people who have enough money to invest in this venture... Of course. I mean, they'll they'll get a good portion of whatever the profits are yeah. and I don't they'll know. get richer. But I, that doesn't mean that it serves the music industry. Here's the thing. I Like, yeah, OK, rich get richer. If, if that's your criticism, cool. I mean, no one's forcing you to buy a membership. I'm not buying a membership anytime soon. For me, what kind of rubbed me the wrong way about it, because I, I love Spotify. It's like eight bucks a month. It's totally worth it for me. If there was a better service that came along, I would maybe look into it. But the way that they talked about it, they talked about it like they were championing some like civil rights issue or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. Massively inappropriate. Yeah. Like Beyonce, like they did this this video promo. Did you watch it? No, I refuse. It was like slow motion and like all of them getting together, clinking champagne glasses. And Beyonce's like, every great movement started with a group of people coming together just so they can make a stand. And it's like, make a stand for what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Kanye West is like, this is the beginning of a new world like what it was just so like Uh self-important and that kind of bothered me um but you know what more power to them i guess it just wasn't enough for me to get like super upset about because like i mean i'm not gonna buy it so and they already had beyonce dropped like an exclusive music video it's already on youtube i think (laughs) like Oh, yeah. Well, of course. That's been in the works for a long time, I'm sure. No, but I'm saying like someone ripped it. Oh, it's already it. on YouTube. Yeah, like oh, someone right. ripped it and posted it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's quote unquote exclusive, but someone is always going to like rip it so other people can see it mm-hmm. or hear it or whatever it is. It sounds to me like they're making an effort just to sort of muscle their way into 
uh, into that business because Spotify obviously has the market at this point. Right. And they got a bunch of huge names together, including Madonna, Beyonce, Jay-Z. I mean, just yeah. between the three of them. I, I looked at it. I saw a breakdown of what all of these major artists are worth. And I think between the three of them, they were near $2 billion. I totally believe it. I mean, they have so much freaking money. Yeah. And and then to make their music, which is so popular, which is, of course, you know, shown by how much money they're worth. Right. Um, to make their music exclusive to Tidal and take it off Spotify is going to get especially the, you know, the huge Beyonce fans right. and her diehard following to come over and immediately pay their 20 bucks. But you said, I think, also that $20 got you the actual hi-fi streaming. Yeah, so here's, yeah, that's the other thing. So they have the $10 option is like the cheaper um basic sound option and then the twenty dollars is like a higher quality lossless playback but the thing about that is is that it takes up so much room on your phone mashable did a comparison video if you go on facebook and check it out it's really interesting basically if you get that twenty dollar option you are going to eat up all of your data in mm -hmm. your plan and so it's basically asking you to spend twenty dollars a month and then increase your data plan on your phone and it honestly is not that big of a difference unless you have like super expensive, high quality headphones oh, okay. and like all of the nice equipment in your apartment or so in your house. So you're paying more for a subscription service that's going to cost you more exactly. in addition to the yeah. to the higher rate you're paying for the service. And I think that that's something that I, I would imagine that's something that they might not take into account because, mm. you know, for them, they probably all have the top of the line headphones and stereo equipment in their homes. Um, and unlimited streaming on their phones. If I don't know, I kind of can't imagine like Beyonce listening to music on her phone. I just like don't see that happening. She pays people to come in and sing it for her live. Yeah, she has like live performances. She's like, I'd really like to hear this song right now. And then there they are in her home. She's got like a little conveyor belt that kind of scrolls across and she just dials up whatever m musician she wants and they just. <laughs> They just slide across the floor into the center and they start playing. I could totally see that happening. Probably. In the Carter home. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure in their minds this seems like a really good idea. But I just think all they didn't really take into account, one, the price is something I think is a lot of is out of most people's price point, which is totally fine. It's a premium service. But that twenty dollars you're going to listen to like four songs and then your plan is going to be like you've eaten all of your data. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Yeah, so that's really bad. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Um What about the what about the marketing? You were saying that a second ago and you said that they were trying to make it like this, oh, this is a big movement going to revolution. Well, yeah, first of like all, they, they all changed their Twitter avatars to like a blue like they 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 I mean it was just the type of marketing like for for when like after um after the Zimmerman trial happened, like everybody changed their Twitter avatars to black. You know what I mean? Because people were sad and they were showing solidarity. It just it felt like a campaign behind like a serious social cause. And and I think that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and a lot of people, too. But I mean, I get it. They want to promote this service. Yeah, but, but that's unacceptable. I trying to tie yourself to to currently popular social movements is only going to water down those social movements. We kind of talked about the same thing when we were talking about Starbucks. Right. It's not that Starbucks wasn't doing something that could have been beneficial or didn't have their hearts in the right places or something to that effect. It's that tying that to something that's that's tied to profitability right. and that, that ultimately bows to its bottom line. It, it, it can't, it doesn't allow that set of uh, principles 
to to run its natural course because yeah. you're you're constantly yielding to what's good for your shareholders. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they necessarily were like tying it to a cause. They just used all of the the trademark the buzzwords like all, that would yeah okay right they were like you know this is a movement we're changing the course of history like great leaders coming together and it's just like okay i mean it's a streaming app like you know what i mean like no one's human rights have been you know taken away and now you're getting them back it just you're not know. helping anybody yeah. Let's, let's be honest. No one's really being helped by your music service. I mean, and listen, don't get me wrong. I definitely think that artists deserve to be fairly compensated for their work. And if they feel like Spotify is screwing them over, then they absolutely should start their own service. I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, did you see any indication that the musicians that put their music on title were going to get more money? Not the ones that invested in title. I have no idea. Okay. I don't know about that. I don't know what, what other I artists didn't... are. I don't know what other artists are there. And I mean, I I do enjoy Beyonce's music at the gym. I I listen to Jay Z sometimes. If those things are not on Spotify anymore, I I haven't checked to see if they are. I'll just buy the songs that I like. I mean, I don't have a problem with spending ninety nine cents on a song. Um, so yeah. I got 99 problems, but paying for my music is not one of them. <laughs> I know some people were like, I get my music for free. And it's like, Genius. get over yourself. Like, I have no problem paying for music. Like, that's totally fine. I just, like, don't be on your high horse about it. You did not, like, cure cancer. You made a fucking streaming app. And there's already, like, 10 of them. <laughs> so did you hear about Trevor Noah and The Daily Show? I did. I heard a little bit. And I, I tried to review some of the tweets that were apparently the worst of the worst. Okay, so this is our people saying dumb stuff on the internet corner, I guess. We don't really have a title for this this segment. But if you've been living under a rock, Trevor Noah is going to be the new Daily Show host when Jon Stewart um, takes his leave at the end of the year. And um, it was pretty much 24 hours before people started digging through his own tweets, his old tweets, which... Uh, part of me is like, you know, they're fair game, but I also think it's really shitty that someone set, decided specifically to go looking for something bad. It's not like he tweeted something terrible last week or a month ago. Mm -hmm. They had never thought about this until the moment that he got this Daily Show job and suddenly they wanted to go find these nasty tweets. And sure enough, they found them. This is the <sighs> process now, though. Somebody becomes a public figure and then they go back through everything they've ever put online that yeah. they can find. And then they trash them or or make whatever deal there is to make out of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see both sides mainly because like he said some really messed up stuff. Like oh, he had so some. What, so what's some of the worst of it? OK, here's one. And, and the worst in the sense that like they were also just bad jokes, like not clever at all. Here's one. Almost bumped into a Jewish kid crossing the road. He didn't look before crossing, but I still would have felt bad in my German car. Like that's just oh dumb. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's not funny or i mean I, it's offensive because it's like germans and jewish folk but like come on it's just so low brow um he also had a bunch of jokes about like fat girls you know like oh yeah this weekend people are gonna get drunk and think i'm sexy fat chicks everywhere so now that adele is singing does that mean it's over like sh like come on like these are just bad jokes you know they're just not Definitely low-hanging fruit. Yeah, most just, of them. They're, they're, most of these jokes are just rehashed old jokes. Exactly. I mean, and 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 the thing is, is like these were 2011, 2012. They were a while ago. So I mean, he could have presumably 
matured since these jokes. Mm. But I also think that, you know, you have to be smart about what you put on the Internet. And here's the thing that has happened after this that kind of like rubs me the wrong way. Patton Oswald, who I actually normally like and he Mm -hmm. usually is really on point i think he's great too i think he's usually pretty good but he pissed me off because he wrote this long screed of tweets called welcome to comedy in 2015 trevor noah he wrote 53 tweets not only did he write 53 tweets like he pre-wrote them because he started with one of 53 like he wrote one slash 53 oh so you okay. would know because sometimes people so do he, that he basically took a blog post and then cut it up into and tweets. cut it up into tweets and it is this whole like eye rolly pc police type thing where he says like his first tweet says why did the man throw out the, the butter out of the window he wanted to see butter fly Man, in my previous tweet, should not be constructed as a privileged misogynist or anti-trans, nor should there be any assumption that said man's race or religion, it could be an African-American man, Asian, or any one of the vast multicultural mosaic which make up the world we live in today. Man was simply an archaic place. Like, shut the fuck up, Patton Oswald. Like, I get what you're trying to say. Wait, like, so his, his point then is... He just went on and on and on is and that, on. Is that, is that the simplest joke can be scrutinized right. to the nth degree. Right. Which is, that, is, is that where he was yes, going with that? Yes, because then he started, he's like, oh, butter, if you're lactose intolerant, I'm not, you know, saying that. Well, oh, wow, mean, he got all the way in he, there, huh? For 53 tweets, babe, he just went <laughs> on and on and on and on. And the thing is, is like, yes, there are definitely people who are going to be upset about anything, but like, this guy is taking over a really big show that is supposed to be like conscious and like smart and about politics and race and, you know, really kind of um, looking at these issues in a, in a smart and clever way. And then he's written these really just kind of like low brow jokes about Jewish people and punching girls in the face and like fat girls. Like, yeah, people. Are oh, was that be... the one where he says you kneel so that you can. Oh, yeah. He's... You kneel when you propose so that if she says no, you're you can... in the perfect uppercut position yes. or something. I remember that one. Yeah. Like, OK, that is a terrible. That's one. It's not funny. And two, like, really, you're making a joke about punching a girl in the face. I don't think that that is quote-unquote PC police. That is people saying, like, hey, could you maybe not joke about punching women in the face? Thanks. It's, And I think that Patton Oswald is basically saying that those people are overreacting, and he's kind of, like, trivializing when people make real criticisms about the things that people say in comedy. Like, newsflash, being a comedian does not give you carte blanche to be an asshole. It doesn't. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But, but I also see that there's a... I mean... There's so much humor out there that's based on something that's not really good in reality. Oh, absolutely. In fact, a good, a huge portion of what we find humorous is based on things that really aren't aren't funny. I mean, not when they actually happen. I mean, you, I mean even the Roadrunner cartoons, people falling off cliffs, not funny. Right. Explosions, not funny. But these are cartoons caric- caricaturizing these, these scenarios. And then it becomes humorous because... It's it's how we perceive the world. It's how we it, humor is one of the ways that we digest things. Totally, totally. But I also think, I mean, yeah, okay, Roadrunner in in those contexts, no, falling off of a cliff is not funny. And if someone said that, I think that they would be allowed to say it. I think that like what bugs me about these conversations is a lot of comedians, and I say this as someone that did stand up and has worked with com- comedians and done comedy before. A lot of these people think that because they're comedians, no one is allowed to criticize them. And they're just like, hey, I'm just telling jokes. And it's like, OK, but I didn't like the joke or I thought that that was offensive or that 
topic was problematic or whatever it is like you put your art out there. Great. People are allowed to say that they don't like it. And I think that if you. Well, it's not about what you're allowed to say. I, I, I don't know why the conversation when it comes to these things goes to what you can say and what you can't say. You can say whatever you want. Right. But the I think a lot is, of comics think that you can't and they think it's unfair. I don't think so. I think mm. I think I think what Patton Oswald was expressing anyway, at least what he said, because I did read some of those tweets was was pointing out that that in some the collective response to what should be, in his opinion, just a joke becomes this very serious issue or creating serious issues out of something that were never meant to be made serious. In fact, we're meant to be made comical. Yeah, but I think like that, comedy does. Yeah, but here's the thing. You could get on stage and tell like a joke about black people being monkeys and be like, it's just a joke. But when jokes are, I've seen people do uh, not abs- not exactly that. Right, but no, absolutely. Stuff that pretty much absolutely. amounts to that. They, you are have you have every right to say it's just a joke. But I think that people need to understand that using just a joke does not mean that there are harmful repercussions for the things that you say. You you know, and, and Patton Oswalt got on my nerves when this when um, Tosh.0 got in trouble for making a rape joke. He was making some rape joke at a show and and people were upset about it. And this woman walked out because she was like, that's fucked up. And Patton Oswalt was one of the people. All of these comedians were like, I stand by Tosh.0 to make his rape joke. And it's like <laughs> the okay. Lance Armstrong armbands. I yeah. am. I am. <laughs> I am Tosh.0. Yes, seriously. <clears throat> all these people came out of the woodwork to say that it's okay to make rape jokes. And it's like, you know what? You're totally allowed to make your jokes. And I'm allowed to say that you're a fucking asshole for making a rape joke, especially when we live in a culture where survivors come forward, victims come forward, and are shamed or are made fun of. Or P.S. They're rapists in the audience, like, chuckling along. So, like, yeah, it is a joke, and it's supposed to be funny. But I think that when you make jokes that basically just shit on people who are already, like, on the bottom rungs or already marginalized or, or treated poorly, then you're a shitty comedian. Because a good comedian punches up. A good comedian does something clever or has a unique take on something that we haven't heard before and guess what we've all heard jokes about punching women and like oppressing the jews germans ha like that's not that's not funny or like new and i think that if Patton oswald wants to write a 53 tweets tweet screed about how unfair it is then like maybe he should suck it up and get a new job because guess what people are going to have something to say no matter what you put out so be like you know pull up your pants and if you're going to make these shitty jokes be prepared for people to say something about it i think you're right depending on the context what the joke is about how severe the problem is for people who would be the quote victims of that joke right um yeah i mean i'm not saying by degrees i'm not saying every single joke I, I here's the thing. I think that you can criticize a joke. I think that that's that can happen. Like, I don't think that you should. I don't think anyone is free from having someone say, like, I think that that was a bad joke. And here's why I don't like it. I just also don't understand why people are going to get so upset about it and like get their panties in a bunch. Like, well, let me ask you this, then. What at what point do you think that something um, that in the real world is is not a fun scenario to be in, is not a positive scenario to be in. At what point does a joke tip the scales to being inappropriate as opposed to just a joke dealing with something that's part of life? I think that jokes that are part of life are totally okay. I think that when you make a joke that talks about a marginalized group of people and like upholds their mistreatment, I think that that's a problem, especially because in our world, those things are already continuing. So a joke that does that is one, not clever, and is also 
perpetuating the idea this group needs to be treated as less than like a joke about punching a woman for example, is really messed up because guess what? There are so many women that are in domestic violence situations and our culture blames them consistently. Like, what well, What did she do to deserve to get punched? How? And, and so many people don't feel comfortable coming forward if they're in an abusive relationship. So to get on stage and tell a joke or to go on the internet and tell a joke about a woman being punched, I think that that is really dangerous and, and also just like not a really good thing to do. And I think that if you're making a joke about something terrible that happened to you in your childhood or your personal life or something that's about you and your personal story, I think that that's totally different than telling a joke about someone who's in pain or who is oppressed. Mm. And the joke just furthers that idea. It doesn't say any, it doesn't skewer the system. It doesn't say like this is wrong. It so just, reversing, so for instance, in the, uh, in the man punching the woman, right. if you reverse those roles, then that could be effective comedy is what you're saying i mean uh, effective comedy is maybe not the right word well it because, doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's funny right. but at least it's not insulting offensive comedy is that what we're saying i mean i don't really know how that joke would work if it was reversed like the woman punching the man i mean just I, just imagine a joke where the where the female punches the male which yeah. is far less prevalent than uh male to female abuse yeah in i don't know relationships i mean personally i probably wouldn't personally wouldn't like that one either only because like Sometimes there are situations where men are in abusive relationships and that kind of like mm, rubs me the wrong way. Um, I just think, I don't know. I, I think that I probably would like give it a little bit of a side eye. Mm -hmm. But I think. But not that, as bad because it doesn't promote currently acceptable I would, standards I, like I said, for the treatment I, of women. They're not acceptable, but you well, know. Well, I, I mean. think in that specific instance, I would still be like a little mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Personally, I don't think that domestic violence is something that's funny. I don't, I can't imagine a way that someone hitting another person that they're in a relationship with could be funny. Maybe there's someone out there who has a unique take on it that maybe like comments on the system that says domestic violence is okay or the neighbors who ignore it well, or a lot of something people, like that. But I mean, a lot of people have said that, and, and I sort of mentioned this before that this is that the jokes and comedy and, and making turning something very serious and difficult to work with or think about into something that's funny is a way to approach that topic. So, I, I mean, even Frederick Nietzsche, the famous philosopher, yeah. has a quote. It's something like, um, I, I know why man is the only animal that laughs. Um, I'm paraphrasing here. It's because he's the only one so desperate that he needed to create laughter. Yeah, I I definitely think that laughter can be a great way to, um, you know, ease someone's pain. Absolutely. But I think that there's a big difference between laughing at someone and laughing with them. And I think, you know, if we're going to use this example of the down on one knee punching the girl in the face, who who's the who is the quote punchline of that joke? The woman getting punched in the face. So like who who is whose pain is being eased by a joke about punching a woman in the face? No one. If a woman who's been in a an abusive relationship, well, not, I don't, is I don't think the jokes, joke is supposed to offer no, the, I'm just, uh, but the answer. It's but it's supposed to approach the the concept. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like we don't need we don't need like okay we definitely need to talk about domestic violence and I think mm -hmm. that that's something like super serious. But like the way to feel for I just don't think that like if you've never been in a domestic violence situation I don't think that you are in the place to ease anyone's pain or like address this topic you you've never Oh I could guarantee you that's a huge part of it. Right. Somebody you know somebody who the 
the person who wrote that joke is is not likely to be Trevor a woman Noah who had been <laughs> who had been in an abusive relationship. Right, and it would be totally different if a woman or a man or a whoever that has been in a domestic violence situation got on stage and told a joke about their experience and and had some like sort of clever flip on that topic i think that is totally different than a man who is just saying like punch a woman in the face like that's just not you know yes laughter is a great way to deal with with painful topics but that's not what that joke is doing at all neither is the one about hitting a jewish kid with his german car who but you know there are a lot of jewish people who make jokes about judaism and you know some even talk about the holocaust or like stereotypes about jewish people and i think that they have every right to tell their story in that way um if that's something that they feel comfortable with but i also don't think that someone else has the right to then try and like co-op their story and like laugh at them it's the difference between laughing at and laughing with do you know what i mean i think i do i think i do and generally i'd agree with you and especially when the jokes aren't even aren't even funny i mean i've seen some things that i found um, you know, somewhat insulting, and sometimes to me specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times where I where it's it's just so funny. I just can't. I still laugh at. Like it. when we went and saw um Amir Rahman, and all of his jokes were about like white people. Oh yeah, see he was <laughs> he was really funny. He was ripping on white but people, but, but see, it was awesome. But it was like it was he was clever about it. You but know? there's but see that's a but that's I mean that's a good example because which that's okay I think for us right because it's. It's ripping on the syst- white people yeah, and- as opposed to black people, which are disenfranchised. Exactly. And- exactly. And-, and he's making fun of the fact that like white people have been oppressors. Like that's what he was making fun of. He wasn't saying like, let me perpetuate some stereotypes about other, white people. That there are will definitely hurt them. there are definitely other themes that go that go further than that, that that are more bluntly directed at white people generally yeah um and 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 even that i can find somewhat i, I mean i can find the jokes there right. pretty amusing um if it's clever it's i mean to be honest with you if it's funny it's funny right and i can recognize the humor even over the you know the the side eye or whatever you would call it yeah um but but sometimes i gotta be honest with you sometimes i see stuff that's just so poignantly i hate white people so much that you right. know and then there's a punchline, and i you know I, i'll still laugh because i think it's funny but at the same time it's just kind of you know you have that gut reaction where it's just like mm, i don't know yeah i mean i think that a any, little, any, little much i think that anytime a joke singles out any type of people it's gonna kind of sting you know what i mean like even if it is a really good joke there's gonna be that moment of like oh i don't know how i feel about this everyone's laughing at me you know but i do think that there's a difference like, you know, I used Amir Rahman as, as an example. His jokes about white people are specifically about the fact that, like, that they, like, enslaved people. <laughs> like, those were what the jokes were. He wasn't saying, like, kill all white people or something. You know, well, I think he might have had one joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he might have said once to kill all white people. He might have people. had one joke Maybe. where he said he'd like to kill white people. It was, and look who's laughing now. No, I'm laughing because I, I'm laughing because as as I was saying he didn't say that, I was like, oh, wait, he kind yeah. of did say that. Yeah. It's funny that that was the that was where your mind went, and it was exactly what he said. No, it was exactly. I mean, I mean, and it was. I think what was funny about it, because of course, if you weren't there, you might be offended. Um, he he made the joke, and then he made a joke about saying it and how like, how ridiculous it was. So it was kind of like he went the super extreme, and then he said like that was ridiculous. Yeah. Whatever. I thought it was funny. I I I thought it was funny too. But yeah, I still get the. I mean, when people say stuff like that, and and when when um. Noah says things, 
Trevor Noah. Yeah. Trevor Noah makes the you know made the jokes that he made, and I read those. You know, there's still a, there's always a twinge of ooh that's yeah. crossing the line. I think part of the humor though is to cross the line. I'm not sure if I'm I'm in that corner right. when it comes to how you should how you should go about making your jokes. Right. Um, and the more it lends itself to commentary, um, the, the better. But well, I don't think that he should. Here's the thing: I don't think he should lose the Daily Show slot over these tweets. And I know some. No, people... there were a few years ago. They're really they're in poor taste. They're low hanging fruit. They're pretty low brow, but they're not. They're not the types of jokes that somebody makes when they are a you bigot. Know, a bigot, exactly. Yeah, when I they're really so. willing to go out and punch women in the I face. I think he's. A, I think he was a struggling comic, and I think that if you go to any open mic night. You are going to see people making some terrible, terrible jokes mm-hmm. because they don't know. They're just like, I'm just going to try a joke that my uncle told me one time. And Right. You make it your own. You take an old joke and you sort of revise it and right. you work with it. And, and again, you hope that it's funny. I don't think that that makes it any better. I think that he should be called out for these jokes. I'm just not sure that he should lose his job over it. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't think he will. I don't think he will either. I think Comedy no. Central said that they stand behind him. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he's a funny guy. I think he's really cute. Um, and I think that he will do a good job on The Daily Show. But I also think that this was probably a good lesson for him to watch your mouth on the Internet. You have to be careful. Um, did you let me see what else I have on this on this little list? We should talk about something fun. I don't know if I have anything fun. <laughs> I know I saw your list. It was uh, like it was my, all downers. Yeah, my list is all Debbie Downer. Well, I can tell you this. Okay. Giant pandas in China just set the world record for longest sex <gasps> between I pandas. I saw. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. I saw a picture of the pandas having sex. It was. They it, were getting it. I saw a gif. They just kept going <laughs> and going. That's how they set the world record. They they, they made just... a gif. <laughs> And then they put it online and everyone thought it was one long video and they were just like, oh my God, this guy's just how, going and going and they're just at it. How long were the pandas having sex? 18 minutes and some odd seconds. They had it down to the second. So wait, that's the world record is 18 minutes? For pandas. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure not every sex act by a panda has been recorded. <laughs> that's what I was so. wondering. Like, how do they know? Like, it's... do they have do they have like webcams for these pandas? Like panda cams? <laughs> <laughs> you can you can pay, you type in hey, what's up, panda. <laughs> Oh, well, good for them. I'm really, I'm happy for them. Yeah. You know, it's clearly, you know, when two pandas love each other very much. Oh, well, here's the catch. What? This same male panda set the world record the day before with another female panda. Oh, snap! Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) This guy is, is... is determined to break his own own record again and again. Oh my god! Yeah, but before he didn't he didn't make it nearly as long. He made it, I think, it was eight minutes the okay, day before. Here's what I'm wondering: What possessed someone to set the timer? Well, what made somebody say, you know what? I feel like he's about to break a record. <laughs> Let me get the stopwatch yeah. right now. And, and is it is it complete data? Because like you know, he might have gotten in like. 400 thrusts in the eight minutes the day before <laughs> and only like 150 slower thrusts oh my god in the 18 minutes the next day i don't really want to think about how many thrusts your panda was able to complete but you went there so you know what's so funny is yeah. on the way to the studio we were talking about topics for the show and you were the one that was like well you know i think we need to keep it above above the belt you know yeah our to... belts human belts oh. pandas don't wear belts <laughs> 
it, they're fair game, the whole body. Yeah, because we got some some interesting <laughs> topic suggestions that were a little funky, and I said, well, let's not go there. And I and we said, you know, we're gonna try and just keep it mature. But no, you really want to talk about um, panda lovemaking. Well, you know, we got we got into a spot where it was really down. No, I'm really glad that you brought it up, and I did see it. I, I saw. A gif. Of you watched the video, so I, I love. How I didn't watch the video. You're giving me a hard time. No, no, no I saw a gif too. I saw a gif. I'm, oh, really? I'm pretty sure I saw a gif. It was on Gawker. Is that uh, where you saw it? No. Okay. Well, I saw it, and I'm I'm really happy for them. And I just want them to know that the polar bears are not sponsoring our show. <laughs> we know we know pandas, polar bears. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> I know. We're on the panda bandwagon now. Yeah. I mean, I I'm really happy for them. Um, they could maybe do like their own brand of like Duracell batteries. Like, you know, they just keep going type of thing. Wasn't that like <laughs> yes. their their phrase? Yeah, Duracell? they keep going and going and going. Keep going and yeah. going. Yeah. I think that would be a really great brand partnership for them. Oh, that would that's that's genius. You have a career in marketing. Yeah, they could <laughs> they, thank you. I actually I do a little marketing in my spare time. <laughs> I'm like, you know what you would be good on? Upworthy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would kill it there. Thank you. Let's make it happen. I think I could kill it there. Uh, <laughs> do you have any other funny, fun stuff before we go? Because I, I have some stuff that will piss you off. Oh, really? I, I don't know that, if I'm ready to be pissed just I yet. I have some stuff that pissed me off. Oh, the uh, the inventor of the super soaker, Lonnie Johnson, was just awarded $73 million For in what? unpaid royalties. <gasps> yeah. You, mean you know the somewhat, super soaker, the yeah. the pumpable uh, giant water cannons. Yes, I do remember that. And I what I did not say anything about that okay. pumping motion that you just did. <laughs> I saw the face <laughs> that no one could see. I saw that. <laughs> um. So wait. So somebody. Oh, you know what? The, ugh, fuck, man. I just was. I just gave myself away. I was gonna sing a song, but I just won't even sing it. Okay. Well, ugh. I can see that you want to. Why don't you sing us a song? Bitch, better have my money. Sorry, that's that's all I have. From what? Rihanna has a new song called "Bitch Better Have My Money." Is it? Does it feature Super Soakers? No, well, Super Soakers. Is so Lonnie Johnson in this? What I'm saying is, Super Soakers just got uh, royalties, and then the song that I sang was "Bitch Better Have My Money." Oh. You know, like oh my god, there was god. money in that song. You just the song is "Bitch Better <laughs> Have My Money." Is the song "Bitch Give Me My Royalties" that N- you underpaid me? Are royalties money? Because last time I checked, they are. So Lonnie could presumably be singing to himself, Bitch Better Have My Money, which is Rihanna's new song. And that's what I thought of when I heard the royalties super soaker thing. Why are you having a hard time with this? I just think it was a stretch. It's okay. It's It's not a stretch. You can't win them all, Fran. Bitch better have... You're you're losing it. Oh, I'm going to fucking (laughs) flip this table over. I'm so mad. If someone owes you money... Okay, if someone owes you baby, money, baby, we if get someone, it. Well, then why do you keep? Why are you trying to say it doesn't make sense? I'm just trying to. I'm just now. I'm just watching you get upset, and it's kind of hilarious. Oh, why do you <laughs> do this? Because you do it to me. I have never ever done that to you. You do it to me all the time. Okay, we'll finish your little story about the super soaker. That was it. That was it. He was <laughs> <laughs> oh my! They didn't pay him all of his royalties. I just thought that that was awesome. A. 
he made $73 million in unpaid royalties. That yeah. wasn't even, doesn't even include what he was, but I don't know what he was. Well, when I was time. a kid, every freaking person on the block had a super soaker. I had about, I had about 20 different types. I had the little, the little sidearm pistol. <laughs> I had the gigantic, and they got bigger and bigger until there was one giant tank, and then there were two giant tanks. They also tanks. had one that was like a backpack. The that backpack you put soaker, on your yeah. Back. Yeah. I don't think I had that one. Do people still, do they make super soakers still? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, good for him. We would love him as a sponsor. Now he's got 73 million yeah. bucks to blow. <laughs> yeah. Lonnie Johnson, <laughs> we know you can afford to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anything else that's funny and light and upbeat? Uh, not super before I, funny before and I light. piss you off. You're going to piss me off that badly? Oh, I think you should get. Well, you know what? Here's the thing I know you, and I know how pissed <laughs> off you get about stuff. Okay. So you just gave me a hard time about pissing you off. No, 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 no. This is different. Oh, this is different. Oh, yeah. This is different because <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you a story about something that will probably piss you off. I'm not going to intentionally try to provoke you by like disagreeing with you or pretending like your joke doesn't make sense when it's a really fucking good joke. That was oh, okay. All right. Beach I mean, better you know, my money was agree a great. To disagree. Okay. You know what? I cannot wait to go through my Twitter mentions when this hits the airwaves and see how many people thought of the, Rih the Rihanna song. Just because of that settlement. Whatever. This is going to make me mad. It already made me mad. Um, so you know about the um, how Indiana has this Religious Freedom Restoration Act or whatever, right? Yes. Which is basically like carte blanche to say, like, you're allowed to discriminate against gay people if your religious beliefs say that you don't agree with gay people. That's been the concern. Definitely. Right. Okay. So this pizza parlor in Indiana called Memories Pizza did an interview with a local news station and um, they asked them hypothetically, would they cater a gay wedding? And they said no. And people were really pissed about it. Side note, who the fuck orders pizza for their wedding? I don't know. But they said if someone who was gay asked for them to send pizzas to their wedding, they wouldn't. And people were really upset about it. No doubt. Right. Okay. So people were really mad. They went on Yelp and they were like trolling their Yelp page and like posting mean comments and voting them down. Someone started a GoFundMe page. Oh, I think I did hear about this. Uh, they started a GoFundMe page and they said the purpose of the page was to relieve the financial loss endured by the proprietors stand for faith. You've had it so hard. They've had it so hard. Like, they want to discriminate, and now you want to discriminate against them for wanting to discriminate. Uh, that kills me. I can't believe that that conversation actually happens when people when <laughs> people stand up and say, you shouldn't discriminate against people who <laughs> just want to live their lives and discriminate. They're like, I just want to say I won't serve gay people, and now <laughs> you're just, upset with me? How I, dare you? I just want to make life harder <laughs> for certain people. I don't see what's so wrong with that. Yeah, like, why would you be mad? Okay, Please guess how much money they raised for these people in two days. How much were they looking to raise? They said that they wanted to raise $25,000 to help the family save off the, bur the burdensome cost of having the media parked out front, activists tearing them down, and no customers coming in. Our goal is to simply help take one thing off this family's plate as the strangers have sought to destroy them. Man, they got pizza. I know. <laughs> be Worry fine. about your plate. You guys have a pizza shop. Just make some freaking pizza. Um, guess how much money they raised in two days. I'm gonna go with 180,000. Nope. Lower. You're 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 way low. 
I'm way low. You're way low. For some bigoted pizza makers? <laughs> you're serious. I told you you're going to be pissed off about this. I'm going to go with, with I don't 400000 They raised $800,000 no. in two days. In- my God. Like, why are you giving people money for being bigots? I don't understand. That was probably, it was probably like 90% Coke donations. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. People are like, I mean, you know Coke what? Brothers. The Coke brothers. Yeah, <laughs> not, not. <laughs> just gave them Coke. They also sell Coke, and that's really <laughs> what this is about. I just don't understand. Someone says, I want to discriminate against gay people, so now I deserve $800,000? I just, it just blows my mind. And I also just, ugh, the whole religious freedom thing, I, it's just so ridiculous because it honestly is just so that people who don't like gay people can just discriminate against them. Because we all- it certainly seems that way. Because we all know if some Muslim people in Indiana said that they weren't going to serve people who ate pork, people would be Piss. Well, how would the how would the nuns feel that were there at the signing of that? <laughs> oh yeah, the governor tweeted a picture of him with all of these like nuns signing this religious freedom act bill. I just I just think that if you live in Indiana and you are not a Christian and you have a place of business, I really hope that you show people how hypocritical this this bill is by trying to enact it for yourself. I looked at that. Um, Indiana is 84% white, 80% Christian, and 3.7% LGBTQ. Oh, so basically you can So just, you know where you so you know where you are in terms of in terms of the just like, demographic there. Sure. That makes me so mad. I just want to see like somewhere in Indiana like a Jewish deli that's like, "Oh, well, you know, Judaism pro- prohibits tattoos, so we don't serve anyone with tattoos." I bet they would be so pissed off about that. No one would sign that. No one would be behind that. I feel like it's just so ridiculous because it's just saying that people who are Christian who and here's the thing is that not every not, not every Christian person believes that being gay is wrong. So, I mean, th- this Religious Freedom Act is only for people who believe that. But well, it, what it what it what it has the potential to become is a cover for people who do want to say, hey, I'm religious. And that means no gay people. So and, and that's that's the problem. There are other similar laws on the books for a number of states like what and federal laws as well. They, they say they read almost exactly the same except for certain key changes. OK, so there are a few here that that really separate this one from the others. And I don't know if you know this, but they did amend this act recently. Well, yeah, I think they amended it because everybody was pissed off about it. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They had such a backlash. And um, Governor Cuomo suspended all non-essential oh, yeah. government funded travel to Indiana for, I don't know, it only lasted maybe a week or something Yeah, but like a that. lot of celebrities said that they were canceling shows there. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, Wilco, I think, canceled their show. And a lot of brands The said... NCAA, I think they were, they had something scheduled there and they were ready to back out. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I sometimes I think it's a little a little hasty to say that you're going to boycott an entire state because, you know, not every single person that lives in Indiana yeah, is OK do, with that. What you but do you, is when you threaten the state's economy. Right. You put all the pressure on the political leaders. That's true. And and then the elected officials have to have to bend to that will yeah. immediately well, or they lose all their popularity. And then they're they're solely responsible at that point or, you know, appear solely responsible 
uh, for for the devastation in the economy in that in that particular state. And that's how you get things done. That's yeah. why they did it. What's, and it worked. What's the amendment? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I can uh, I can read it to you. This chapter does not one authorize a provider to refuse to offer or provide services, facilities, use of public accommodations, etc., based on uh, on the basis of race, color, religion, ancestry, age, national origin, disability, sex, sexual or- orientation gender identity, or United States military service. So then what is the point of the, of the law then? That was the original point of these laws. Right. This one was enacted at a time where that wasn't needed. And mm-hmm. that, was, that was the first red flag raised. Mm-hmm. Because why put this law on the books in, in its original form when there were real, really no issues arising within the state? Right. So it wasn't like they had to respond to some issue where somebody was being discriminated against or somebody was having their religious freedoms threatened. Now, you add to that that this law allowed for expressly protected the interests of corporations, companies, businesses, basically, uh, and expressly excluded individuals, which is unlike what, say, the federal law does. So the federal law doesn't define a person. Here it defines a person specifically to include a number of um, business entities, so nonprofits, churches, um, corporations, uh, LLCs, things of that nature. The other thing that this law did in its original form was to actually award the losing side in a case. So say you were an individual, mm-hmm. you felt you were discriminated against based on um, you know, your gender or your, your sexual orientation or something to that effect, right. gender identity. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what this law does is when you bring that action, not only does it award costs to the party that you brought that action against, but it penalizes the person who brings that action um, privately for discrimination by an employer. It penalizes them awarding punitive damages to the to this party that was wrongfully sued. Here would be the corporation, the employer. Okay. So what? So basically, if if you were discriminated against, I'm a corporation. I say you're gay. We don't like you, and I kick you out. I fire you, you bring an action against me, and I say I'm protected under this law, then what the court does is award compensatory damages, punitive damages to me. So now not only wow. are you paying- so you get money because I decided that I was going to try and sue you for discriminating me? Absolutely. What? And that is that is extremely unusual in our legal system, in, in almost any cases. Sometimes wow. you get, but that's not it. That's not it. So so they're basically- I had no idea. Yeah, they're basically three tiers. So you get costs. Court costs aren't really that much in, in the scheme of litigation expenses. So court costs are like filing the complaints, filing motions. Those things are like $40, $50 a mm-hmm. pop, something in there. I don't know what Indiana's is, but, um, or the court's there. I don't know what they charge, but uh, but it's it's relatively small. Then this allows for attorney's fees, which aren't can be ex- those can be expensive. That that yes, that generally comprises a large percentage of your litigation expenses. So that's a lot. But this goes even and that's rare in the legal system. This goes even further to allow you to penalize somebody for bringing this action for having been discriminated against in the first place. Wow. That's yeah. I had no idea. Is did the amendment at least change those things or it's still in there? You know, I don't know if it I don't know if it changed that language. Um, but I do know that it does expressly state at this point uh, that none of this can be used uh to to defend against an action <sighs> for discrimination for those reasons. The other thing is too, that is the first time that Indiana law expressly covers a class based on gender identity and sexual orientation. Wow. That language doesn't appear in their laws, I think, anywhere else, at least according to the sources that I looked at. 
Wow. So for the first time, they identify them as a protected class under a law, which, you know, maybe maybe is works for the best in the long run. Maybe. I just think that, it, like you said, it seems so suspect that they came up with this when it didn't seem like there was any reason for it. I don't. That's that's the really suspect part of this. Yeah. And, and with that expansive language and the specific uh, reference to companies as being the part of the protected person definition. Damn. Yeah. Okay, let's do you want to end on a high note? Yes. What do do you you want to end with our slanguage beat? Yes, I'm so ready. (laughs) I've been warming up. I've been I've read I've read my urban dictionary cover to cover twice now. (laughs) Okay. Um this week's slanguage be phrase. We have a phrase this week instead of um instead of a word, is spill the tea. And funny enough, you're drinking iced tea right now. I'm drinking Arnold Arnold Palmer. Okay. Well, it's not spill the Arnold Palmer, it's spill the tea. Well, it should be. Go ahead. I. (laughs) (laughs) This music just pops up. Um, I. 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 I will not. Come on, you can do it, baby. Bill, I would. Don't. (laughs) Stop it! Stop it! I. I would never. I would never waste tea. No, I can't spill tea. I use one of those little lidded cups. Is that your final answer? <laughs> I don't know. There's so much going on right now. <laughs> okay. I feel like I feel like I feel like you're trying to distract me. No one's trying to distract you. So that's your final answer. You you would not. I wouldn't. I use the I use a lidded cup when I drink tea, mm-hmm. so that it's got the little sippy part in mm-hmm. it. So I um I would never I would never spill some tea. Yes, okay. that is incorrect. <laughs> okay, so here's the definition. Spill the tea is when someone shares an especially good piece of gossip. Oh, okay. Okay, so so for example, now you want to try using it again? Sure. Okay, go ahead. When I when I was talking to Margaret, I asked her to spill the tea about John and Mary's relationship. Ah. Oh. Can applause. You did a good job. I love it. Music to my ears. (laughs) I'm really proud of you. You did a good job. You're Um, welcome. That was a that was a difficult one. It was. I like it though. I think I think that's a good phrase. Okay. You know what my favorite slang phrases? Can can just share? Yeah, sure. And I know these are all outdated, but I picked them up from students when (laughs) I was. (laughs) Naturally, they're all outdated are but... they gonna be like cowabunga dude it's <laughs> yes. gonna be like it's gonna be like eat my shorts <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all bart simpson <laughs> what is your favorite slang phrase uh, i like i i have two and i use these frequently in fact i i think people should use um slang more frequently at mm-hmm. least at least in you know spoken uh interactions okay but um post up is one so i was so we, you know we, we mm-hmm. went to the coffee shop we just posted up there for a while right. i say that one all the time and um and to put someone on blast yeah, you know, don't those put are, me on blast because yeah, I did. You know, we put Trevor Noah on blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are great. I just think they work really well. They have a sort of, a, you know. A, I feel like they've been around for so long. I don't think of them as slang. I just think of them as like normal. They're definitely slang. Anything that you I know couldn't... they are, but I'm okay. just saying that like I don't think of them that way because I've just heard them so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't remember ever having a moment where I was like, "Put on blast." What does that mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I write. I mean, I write papers to be submitted to the court so i'm every now and then i'm like your honor please don't put this person on blast (laughs) 
because they didn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, you know what I would like to happen? I think yeah. next week you need to use Spill the Tea naturally in the show somewhere. Okay. So that will be your homework for next week's episode. I have homework now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you can do it. I'm, I have a lot of faith in you. I'll do it. I'll do it. I accept your assignment. All right. Well, this was a really great show. Definitely make sure to tweet us using the hashtag last name basis if you have questions or topics we should cover or you have thoughts about this week's episode. Also, rate us on iTunes or you can leave us comments on SoundCloud. Um, and make sure that you follow us individually on Twitter at Cheska Lee. At Ty Optional. Oh, also, um, tweet us your thoughts on where you think the fine line between uh, between making a good joke about a sensitive topic and a bad joke that, yes. that's offensive. Give, 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 us, give us your opinion on where you think that line is drawn, because there is a line there somewhere. I think we can all probably agree on that. Uh, but the question is where we draw it. And you know, the, the more people we get to draw the same line, I think the better communication we'll have on that issue. Yeah, definitely send us some your thoughts on that, and we'll make sure to include them next week. And before we go, I think it's very important to give a big shout out and a thank you to our amazing producer, Victoria Washington. We'll do we'll do that's not real claps. That's, that's, those are real hands clapping. <laughs> this show would not exist without her. She is amazing. She's the one that put together all of our sound effects. She also has <laughs> her own podcast called the Victoria Washington washington experience it's on itunes it's also on soundcloud i will tweet about it i will put a link on the website so you can check her out so thank you for making us sound good every week because she's the best and um yeah i think that that's it we will see you next week i'm francesca i'm patrick and this is last name basis nice or was <laughs>